Sometimes in our life, we all have pain, we all have sorrow, but if we are wise, we know that there's always tomorrow. Lean on me when you're not strong, and I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on for it won't be long till I'm gonna need somebody to lean on. Yeah, Monday's back in town. <laughs> that was very nice, man. That was a lot better than our hundreds. So. Dude, I didn't even expect that from him. <laughs> I that, thought he was going to play a banjo. <laughs> that was Peter, a.k.a. Lundy. Yeah. Lundy, yeah. a.k.a. Peter, vice versa, going back and forth. Yeah, back and forth. And, and, <laughs> you're, and you're a carpenter? I'm a carpenter, yeah. You're car- what are we going to talk about today? Uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of different things. Um, I was a, I, I started off. Well, we'll talk about history, and then from there we'll we'll go will, through. Will there be a prison at some point? A prison? Yeah. No, no he's not no. one of those kind of my friends. <laughs> no, 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 no. He's no. actually one of my normal friends. Totally, <laughs> totally. Crazy. I wouldn't say normal. Hang on, let me take that back. Uh, eccentric again. Okay. Eccentric. So we got a lot to talk about. Um, actually, so Peter, uh, your phone number. To anybody get a hold of you? is uh, 289-887-3654 and also the email is sand like beach sand sand s-a-n-d-p contracting at gmail.com that's right i'm actually looking forward to this this is gonna be a good show first (laughs) off i actually want to do a few shout outs because i had a really busy day today Oh, I think I told sh- okay. Carlito so a little bit about it. Let me it. let me start those shout outs. Uh, we want to say thank you to Skylux, Mark, for always giving us a home at Skylux to do the Construction Life, Life podcast. podcast. And we are doing episode 103 right now. 103. 103 wow. is what we're doing. So that could be the principal's office room or something like that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I want to do a shout out. So Wait, can it be, it be a hotel room? No. Uh, I want to do a shout out to Julio, who's working with me now. And he's at uh, modern.times.renovating. And the guy is doing an amazing job. Absolutely amazing. What does job. he do? He he does a bit of everything, man. I, I the best part is that I give him a scope and I walk away. I run a business and I come back and it's done. That's nice. amazing. That's <laughs> and how more it than be. I expect is done. That's amazing. So he's restoring faith back in the millennial mindset of mine. How old? Twenty-seven. When are we gonna have him on? And I we will have him on. I found out a couple of days ago that his dad is two years younger than me. Wow. <laughs> Does well, that make you feel old? <laughs> hey, Grandpa. It, it made me feel something. <laughs> but I also want to uh, talk about, we've, we spoke about this and we keep on speaking about this, that we feel the Construction Life podcast is honestly, it's the Tinder of construction. Oh. There is so many connections going on because of guests that come on the show and then they reach out to other guests and vice versa and people that are listeners. Thank you very much, everyone. Well, I'm listening. glad you rephrased that because when you said 
Tinder, I think everyone for construction. Yeah, I know, but people get mixed up once they no. hear that name. But everybody, everybody is reaching out. And you could have said Grinder. I, I had the, I had the. <laughs> it's starting. Yeah, I know, I know. I had the, the the great fortune today to actually run into our, some of our past guests. Wow, it was great. And to, who's this? So I spoke with Andrew on the phone from At Luso Design Canada. Nice. So we were talking about a door that I he need, did a right? custom door for you. He's Inserts? Actually, yes, exactly. So he's going to be returning on the show. I think next week, the week after. Oh, can't then wait I, to hear what he's going to sing then, this time. Then I, then I, I Mark from Craig Moore underscore construction. Love him. He came out and we started talking shop, and he gave me a quote for another piece that I need to take care of. Wow. I got a chance to bump into Josh from On Hive. No way. So home automation oh, that we were talking are about. Are you doing the whole house? No, 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 no. So he came by. He actually had to pick up a payment. Oh, so he already <laughs> did the house. <laughs> so And then I also I had some time and I just made it and I got to Jesse from Barbosa Carpentry. Oh, you've been talking site, about this all the week, The passive man. build. So I went yeah. there and then the homeowner's there who's also the GC. So he was there and I got to meet Ray and his handle is at building passive. And what this guy's doing with that Gutex stuff is absolutely amazing. Six inches on the outside, plywood, and then it's got the two by six framing, but then they're strapping it on the outside. So it's like a 12 inch thick cavity wall and it's sealed. I was this, checking out Jesse's site and uh, yours. It looks man. really cool. Je- man. And I was in awe of like Jesse and his crew and how everything was like perfectly You know straight. what? The, the, it, the framing, everything was perfectly straight. We should talk about that for a second later on with Lundy because he's also doing passive homes. Oh, yeah? So yeah. we'll get into that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to do a shout out to all these gentlemen here that I bumped into either on the phone, digitally, or what have you. We're What's talking. up, boys? What's up, everybody? Thank you so much shout for out. being on the show and doing a great job in the industry. On with the show. Well, that wasn't even part of our show, but I'm glad you did because those are all stand-up guys. Yeah. So uh, what do we want to do now, Carly? Well, we want to do, I think, I think, you know what? Let's <laughs> skip, let's skip one or two and do construction bone with Lundy. You got a bone? Yeah. You have a bone? Oh, yeah, I got hey, a bone. Well, he's back. got a bone all right, but I want to talk about it. Okay, so Lundy, you got... Uh, can I call you Lundy? Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know you as intimately as Carlito does, and I... I, I, I well, I don't. I've, known him, I've known him for probably 15, 20 years almost now. Yeah. It's, cool. been a, it's been a yeah. few years, so... Yeah. So let's hear your construction bone. Well, my bone is when someone says they're going to be there at 6, and then oh. they show up <laughs> after 6. That's my bone, man. <laughs> <laughs> And they didn't even bring coffee. Uh, oh, strike two. I, I That's brought, an empty I, I cup. A, that I does me coffee. no good. Oh, actually, there's an espresso machine okay. right behind you. <laughs> okay, just for all the listeners. First, just for the record, we typically record this podcast at 6.30. Uh-huh. He changed it yesterday to 6. <laughs> Yeah, you know why? That's, because that's factual. Yeah, no, it's, it, it, it is true. Because your schedule has changed recently. No, no, no. Because I wanted to spend a little bit more time with Lundy. He come, uh, he just he just moved to BC a year ago, oh, and okay. he's running his business from BC. So my apologies for his mistake. Yeah, <laughs> and and my apologies for for uh, me and Manny being late. Uh, it's yeah, technically late we, were late. we were both late. We were both late. We were both late. So we apologize. That's the bone. No other bone. Um, I think that was a joke. That was a joke. I know. Just wanted to give you a hard time. (laughs) It it is a bit of a bone. um, I guess my bone. um, Oh, I had it in my head, and now I've lost it. Ah, We'll have to come back. But there's so many of them in the construction industry. There is a few. Yeah. Any Uh, ones that just um, come up? I I think the the free estimates. Wow. I never understood free estimates. It's your time, your skill. Get paid for it, man. Right. 
So I want to be a value-added contractor. I think everyone should be a value-added contractor. Let them add their expertise to the building process. Yeah. I think that contractors should be involved in all aspects, not like in terms of they should also be involved in the design process. So I might not be an architect or a designer, but I know how things go together. Well and, said. Uh, often the people who are doing the drawings don't understand what it is to how be it job. comes together. Right. Yeah. Right. So that would be in value, be, at least like costs you can build anything, but it does it meet the budget. Is it realistic? Yeah, you're totally well, I, right. I think it's fair to say, like, Peter, you could probably speak to a designer or an architect or a contractor, and within two minutes of speaking to them, you know that they know what they're talking about. Right. And I agree with you that I think if you're in this industry, you should be aware of everybody's position. Right. And so to, to, to price a whole job, it's going to take you two to four weeks of your time. Yes. And often it's taken away from your family time. Yeah. So uh, if you're taking me away from my family, I want to get paid for it. So I think that's something where the industry needs to change. And I think that people should pay for the value added service, which is what I'm selling. Well, well I think it's great. No, and, and I totally agree. I want to totally add to that bone. So what's happened for me is when I go quote a job, I feel them out on the phone and I feel if they're wasting my time or trying to do a third quote, I usually just tell them right off the bat, it's 500 bucks for a quote. Right. And that usually tells me if they're serious or not. If they say, well, I'm not interested, then they just save me four hours and right. a whole bunch of other things that go along, along with that. I do give free estimates to people and it's just a verbal. Mm -hmm. If I think they're serious, if I, if I kind of, we like, you know, I, I pay attention to them. You, and you find that verbal estimates are value. Like, so what happens with a verbal estimate is I'll go in and I'll say that project, uh, that second floor addition is 600,000. Mm -hmm. Don't hold me on it, but 600. And they're like, well, where's your numbers? And I'll be like, Experience. Give me 500 bucks. I will write everything up, break it all down for you. Right. There'll be no extras in it. This is what you're going to get. You can change anything you want in it, but you're going to give me 500 bucks for me putting this estimate together. Cause you're not going to take this and give it to the next contractor. Cause I know that you're going to have three to four contracts. And I think that's great that you have three or four, but most likely most people always get the cheaper one or the one in the middle. And not saying that I'm the most expensive. Clients want to save but money from the beginning. But a lot of times oh. I don't tell my customers what they're paying for because they're going to they're gonna minus it out of my equation and it's not what I want to do in their house. I just realized something. You want to be a trade that's in the middle. Right. Because at the beginning, they want to try to undercut everybody to get the job started. And then at the end, they want to try to undercut everybody. I bet you any money, all the trades in the middle get paid all the time. Mm -hmm. That's sad. Do they finish the project? Do they get all the money? I don't know. But anyway. wouldn't it be great if the whole industry, we just actually joined forces and we all agreed no more free estimates? It's a myth. A free estimate is not a free estimate anyways, Manny. No, Some, no, they're they, getting paid the, in the back door. That's 100%. I'd rather be up front. Yeah. It's going to take me 40 hours to put together this house quote. I want to be paid for that. Yeah. Yeah. If you're and talking I about a second I, floor addition, definitely for you sure. You got to wonder how many clients actually realize how much time is involved. Like you got to communicate with all your subs. You got to figure out your suppliers. You got to figure out where everything's at right now. Yeah. That's supply, a lot of time. Suppliers. You said it. How many people do we have to go do footwork to, to, That's to a bring them a good budget? Time. So we should be, I mean, at least we're not even making McDonald's employee money no. for current estimates. Or we have to charge it and bury it in the back, which yeah. I'd rather not do. Yeah. I'd rather be up front. I'd rather get paid up front for that uh, retainer fee as a, a lawyer would get. 
they would get it. Designers get it. Architects right. get it. Well, all, all these other trade in the industry. I, I think I think Lundy's saying a good thing, but I also think for the listeners, for the for the general contractors and the homeowners, uh, one thing is that most homeowners really think they understand construction, and maybe two uh, per, maybe two percent actually do. There are some really good homeowners that understand construction and are realistic with a budget and timeline. They understand changes. They understand COVID. They understand all these other things. You should say to the contractor, I'm getting three quotes and I'm very serious, but I'm but getting I, three I quotes. think every contractor should already factor that in. Well, no, some, sometimes people with mislead contractors, like I've been misled many times, like, oh, you know, I haven't called anyone. You're the only one. For example, you I, believe that? Well, I, I have an I have an you ex, can't believe I that. have an ex customer. Come over here. I got some snake oil. So I have what an ex customer with an ex partner. He called me for a quote. And then he called him for a quote and he thought that we weren't talking anymore. So when we spoke, he's like, Hey man, did buddy call you? And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So he lied to me instead of just telling me, Hey, listen, you know, did either one of you guys do the job? I didn't, I don't care if he did it or not. I, oh, okay. I, I just, when you, when you lie to me and you start that relationship like that, I, I don't really have anywhere to go with you. And welcome back to Carlito's therapy <laughs> session. <laughs> Anyways, that's a great, great, uh, construction. It's bone. a wonderful bone. Yeah. Thank you. All right. What are we moving on to now? History with <laughs> Manny. <laughs> Lundy, I want to ask you, I don't know, maybe Carlito might know this. I'm not exactly sure, but I think you might know this. The first ever permanent structure built in Canada. How far back are we talking about it? And who was it built by? The Vikings? Not that far back. Oh. Fort York. Oh, that's close. You're kind of. Parliament. So we're talking about 1605. So the French artisans. Mm. First water mill in North America was erected by the Lequeal River. And it was built by locally grown, uh, for locally grown corn. They're talking 1605. Wow. They took, they brought Frenchmen from the new old world into the new world and started building that. Wow. And then I guess the British took over. Well, there's all the war in the history. And all yeah. <laughs> even I though, thought it was Fort York for even, sure. dude. Even though the French lost. Cause this whole, <laughs> this whole lake was taken over by the British one, but we yeah. won't get into that podcast. <laughs> I just want to just let it state a little fact. So I just thought that was kind of interesting that that far back is when they started to build something pretty dramatic uh, for a purpose too. Yeah. And that's Toronto. No, or that's just all. No, where no, is that, that exactly? That's, that's Quebec. The Quebec. That's Quebec. Okay. Yeah. So Quebec had the first structures. Yeah. And then they're also, here's another one. First public work, tiny locks. What? Along the St. Lawrence River. When did they build these locks? It was done by the British because they had the wars and everything won and all this other stuff. So 1800s. 1779. Holy well, that was cow. pretty close. 1779. So that's no cigar. No cigar. <laughs> no cigar. So I thought that was kind of history. You know, that, that was is. kind of interesting history. Yeah. And that was history <laughs> with Manny. Um, I Let's do, get on with the well, show. I, just before we go on, I, I do want to thank uh, Teddy the other day when we came to his oh. house. He gave us some lovely corn for a gift. Oh, and that's right. uh, that's I funny. had it. Ironic. And huh? it was great corn. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I we wanna, do love gifts. And, and I want to say thank man. you to Lundy. Lundy uh, touches me to my heart. He brought me like 20 license plates. He knows I collect license he, he plates. He brought a tear to my eye with this, this photograph. What did he give you? He, <laughs> he gave me. It's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. He gave me a photograph of the Gardner Expressway. 
with no vehicles on it. Was that COVID? No. No. <laughs> Completely empty. No vehicular traffic. What? Not even a cyclist. Nothing. Oh, Nothing. I'm on so it. happy not to see a cyclist. <laughs> <laughs> and this podcast is brought to you by Schwinn. <laughs> I actually like Schwinn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get on with the show. Let's start talking okay. about carpentry. We're talking to Peter, 289-887-3654 to get a hold of him. And his email is sand, like the beach sand, pcontracting at gmail.com. That's right. Over to you, Lundy. Well, let's, can let's I say something just before he starts? I Absolutely. do want to mention to most of the listeners that uh, if you're looking for a contractor in BC, that's where Lundy's actually operating from right now. Is that right? That's right. I've recently moved out to BC. I've been back and forth for a couple of years, but wrapped up here in Ontario and full time out there. I'm actually back here for my last my last load and uh, nice. heading heading back out to BC. So yeah, BC is where I'll do the jobs, not in Ontario. <laughs> <laughs> Just so the but you, know. you do the some work out here. Uh, I'd recommend because you are a GC still here, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you have your trades here still. So if you yeah. want to call so Lundia, how is the work in BC? How is it oh. compared to Toronto? Is it busy there as it is here? It's booming, yeah. It's crazy. Huh? Although, it's funny. So, people in Toronto will work through the snow. In BC, when it snows, everybody goes skiing of or, or stays in, at home. In BC, when it rains, everybody works. In Toronto, if it rains, if there's five drops in this little circle right here, we all go home. Isn't that weird? It's, 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 it's funny flip, how that works. It's funny how that works. And just for, uh, I don't want to insult anybody, but for a lot of the American listeners, BC is British Columbia. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> the West Coast of Canada. That's uh, right. Seattle, look up. That's right. That's where they're at, right? So yeah, right beautiful place. Washington, that's right. <laughs> All right, let's get with it, man. Okay. What's the story? Uh, so how I came into carpentry was I was in my grade 11 year in high school. And my grandma gave my father a newspaper article, and it was all about uh, Ontario Youth Apprenticeship. Oh, yeah, for short. It wasn't available at my school. Uh, as you know, a lot of schools actually don't really have trades programs anymore. I'm not no. sure if you knew this, but th uh, they took all of the shops out and put computer labs in, which is great, but maybe they shouldn't have taken all the shops out because I think there's probably a shortage uh, oh, you're definitely I, I right. think there skilled, is a shortage. Skilled, skilled and I'm against that myself because and I there's thought... A, there's an overage of computer. Right. <laughs> exactly. And so read this little article, found a school in the next district, switched schools in my grade 12 year, which was, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to leave all your friends, but I left my bubble and went to this other school and started my apprenticeship in my grade 12 year. So when I was 17 years old, I was a signed up apprentice, earning my hours in high school as well my book work in high school exempted me from my first year of college. So I actually oh. graduated grade 12 with, you know, 500 hours towards my apprenticeship. Then I went to second year carpentry. Like how far back are we talking? Uh, that'd be about 20 years ago. 20 years ago. Yeah. Is it still the same now? Uh, I believe, I'm, I'm not 100% sure. From there, I went uh, to work as an apprentice. I worked right out of high school for a company in Oakville. Private or union? Private company. Okay. Building high-end custom homes, big ones down on Lakeshore, you know. That's where they are. Yeah. <laughs> 5,000 to, I think the biggest one we did was 12,000 while I was there, so. Family of four, right? I think it was actually two. <laughs> <laughs> it was a couple. Wow. I don't know yeah. if they could survive in that space, eh? 12,000 square feet. Well, you're giving yourself some space from each other. And mistress, and. Wow. And many <laughs> took it there. 80, 80 by 100 footprint. 
Oh, wow. That'd be challenging. How was that? I mean, that's got to be challenging. It was a swimming pool to begin with. And so we kind of fought it from from there up it was very close to the lake like right on lakeshore and so i know but you, framing one down. wall and then all of a sudden oh. hey we got one wall of fifteen thousand walls it took two years it was yeah so two years to build a twelve thousand square foot home yeah. back then back then yeah. yeah anything unique in that particular build that stands out do you remember oh i remember there was like two master bedrooms and then like a meeting room in the middle two um, um, yeah each with their own staircase so you thought i was kidding about the mistress no, thing totally wow yeah there's a nanny suite, a granny seat. Elevator. Wow. I can remember that uh, the pool guys came and they put the pool in in the fall. Why is it that I just heard the bass? Pool guy. <laughs> pool, pool guy. <laughs> the pool guys came. and uh, Literally. They put the pool in in the fall. It was supposed to be ready for the spring. Ouch. We come back in the spring. Pool's up in the air, like about a foot up. What? Oh, someone forgot to fill the pool with water in the fall. So it was like a boat. I've it heard, came out of the ground. I've heard of this happening, man. It I've happened. never seen it. It happened. How was that? I've never heard of this. Jackhammers. You had to demolish the whole thing. Yes. Because you can't go back down now. Can't, can't put it back down. So the ground heaved upwards because it was so close to the lake. And the frost pulled it up. So all that moisture wicked up. So part of that science, guys, is that you need water in that hole you build. Wait. You need the weight. So even during winter, you want to leave the water in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. You, I don't, know heavy, I don't, you know how heavy water is? I don't have a pool. I, I No, no, but you got to calculate it for hot tubs and even infinite, like uh, private pools, inside pools or whatever, those smaller ones. Well, that's news to me. That's You got to calculate all that weight. Yeah. Wow. Water weight. Did not know, know that. I thought the concrete alone and, and water the rebar weight. would be heavy nope. enough. Nope. Wow. wow. So that, that must have been a sight, huh? Yeah, it was. It was. So that was how I got started. And then so by the time I was 22, because I started in high school, I was a fully Red Seal licensed carpenter. I wrote Licensed my, Red Seal. Licensed wow. Red wow. Seal carpenter. 22. At 22, because I started when I was seven, well, seven, 18. Yeah, 17. So I got all my hours in. Good for you, man. And uh, yeah, I was able to, to scream through that. So I would recommend that to anyone who doesn't know what they want to do in their life. Get a trade. I have something for the rest of my life I can fall back on. Can I ask you, the red seal and the license next to the bragging rights and putting yourself into that category, what does it feel like and was it worth it? Could you have done the same thing without it? Well, no, I'll tell you about the rest of the rest of the story. And for sure, if you want to work as a union carpenter, you need to have your red seal because yeah. you, then you're not, a, you're not considered a carpenter unless you have that piece of paper. In the residential industry, it seems like no one really asks for it. So. Nope. Um, they just ask for you to show up. That's right. (laughs) The other thing you need, uh, if you want to apprentice, I think they maybe have changed this. They might've relaxed it a bit now, but when I was an apprentice, I had to have two red seal carpenters to one apprentice. What? Yeah. Two. Used to be two to one. I don't know if it's two to one. I think it's it's one to one. Yeah. It's not anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was one to one too. Wow. Used to be two I mean, to one. one to one, not two. Wouldn't you, <laughs> wouldn't you think that by making that rule back then, that hopefully it has changed, wouldn't you think that would deter kids from getting into the industry? In terms of the... Well, you needed two red seal carpenters for every one. I like it, though. At the time. Yeah. Wouldn't it be better to have two apprentices, one for one? I, I think that I was trained very well by having two different... Two guys? Yeah. Two different ideas, two different attitudes. Uh, two different ways I'm just ways thinking about limiting, like limiting opportunities for the guys coming up. Right. Yeah. 
That's all I'm saying. So if you got a pool of 500 guys that you can, now you can only bring in 250 possible okay, apprentices. But I'm pretty sure that's changed now. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's only one to one. It might even be two apprentices to one carpenter now because we are trying to get more, more. apprentices through it's the good. programs. It's right? good. The point is just to get people exposed to this and get into the industry. Correct. That's what's really important here. Correct. So from there, then uh, I basically started my own contracting company. I worked for a couple little contractors. Uh, here and there, I actually worked for Craig when I first started out. That's Craig Lowe. Craig Lowe from Low Painting. So I worked for him uh, to fill my schedule because when you start out, you don't always have a full schedule. And so I would work uh, construction and then I would work for Craig a couple of days a week and work construction. Painting, obviously. Painting, yeah. Yeah, wallpaper, painting. Right. And yeah. then that's eventually how I met Carlito on the show. No, no, I met you before that. Did we? Yeah, me, you, and Steve met a long oh, time before that. Yeah. But anyways, okay. that's another story. We really met on the show. That's yeah. what I okay. tell people. So just for, <laughs> for everybody, we met on the show. <laughs> Actually, uh, I, I remember you were working for Craig, and we were doing, I think, fifth season, and we were out in Hamilton. Was mm -hmm. Stony? No. Uh, yeah, we it were was Dundas. Out, yeah, it was Dundas. Yeah. Uh, we were doing a project, and he was working with Craig, and I said, Hey man, there's an opportunity to be the carpenter on the show. Well, at that time we had no licensed carpenter back then. Nobody was asking for, it and you didn't really need it, but because we were growing and, and things were changing in television and you and, had and no licensed GC either. No, not back then. Um, <laughs> I'm uh, pointing my finger at a particular individual, by the way. He's actually a licensed, not him. Okay. No, but, but, but he was hired on and that gave us our, our, our first licensed carpenter and lead carpenter. Hang on. Let me so. just lean up my shovel here. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, Lundy came on the crew and sorry, I interrupted. Awesome. Sorry. We interrupted you again. No problem. <laughs> no problem. Um, so yeah, I, I was, uh, I worked for the show for five seasons and, uh, had a great time. We did the amazing time cross Canada tour. I'm just trying to keep my history going and for sure. get back to things if you want to. Wait, what season? Was, so that was like five or no, no four? I, think, I think it was season three. Well, I you came. were helping out before that. Yeah. Yeah. Because you used to work on the show with Craig. Yeah. yeah. I totally don't remember the cross. I, like I tuned out, I guess, by then. And but then you guys went across Canada? Yeah. To yeah. do other rentals? Yeah, we did Alberta. We we did okay, Nova cool. Scotia. St. Yeah. John's. Yeah. Uh, cool. Muskoka. We did Yeah, yeah we did a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah. None of it? We didn't get to none of it. No. <laughs> no. no. The, uh, the trip got altered or changed. And we yeah. ended up in like New Orleans and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Moving so on. I was on the New Orleans show as well. So. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. Ma and Manny, Manny's being very, very diplomatic. I'm letting, our, I'm letting our guest get through his uh, history. Right. And so then uh, after the show, I, I continued to be a contractor. I worked mostly in the Hamilton area. I'm from Brantford, Hamilton area, Burlington. Nice. I did have to get my contractor's license there. We can talk about that because I got busted with one at one point. My I had expired. Wow. You got busted by whom? The building department. So I went, actually I called and I asked for inspection. And they said, uh, what's your contractor's license number? I said, what do you mean? I just need inspection. And they're like, we're not doing any more inspections. So this is the city of Hamilton. No more inspections unless you're licensed. So that's how they crack down wow. on, on anyone doing. But uh, GCs are allowed without a number. You're right. Yeah. So I looked this up. So GCs are the only one. So renovators and contractors and trades have to have a license. Correct. In Hamilton, but not Mississauga. GCs. Yes. Because general con, but. And you need a separate license for the every municipality. But stipulation to a general contractor not having a license is they're not allowed to do any work. True. 
all their trades have to be licensed. So Sorry. if I wanted a uh, inspection, I had to go to City Hall. I had to write a test on uh, general construction as well as the code. Code. Yeah. Building code. Wow. Right. Right. And you have to get like 70 or 80% yep. to get your license. And then so you're licensed. And then. And, and then the funny thing is that you actually have to do it if you're working in Hamilton, you have to do it there. If you're working in Toronto, you have to do it Separate. there. Uh, every city. That's what I mean. Now, that to me, by saying every city, Cash grab, in yeah. my opinion. Every Be year. Because the construction, unless you change provincially, right. I can understand that construction in BC is different. I, I know from speaking to people out, in, in, out west there that they do a lot of seismic stuff. They do a lot of different weatherproofing aspects, and they also do a lot of passive building aspects, details that we don't do here. Mm-hmm. So I can understand that. But, man, downtown Toronto to downtown Mississauga is a half hour drive dif- difference, right? So for you to ask us to pay and spend time and money to go 400 into... 400 bucks each I'm sorry, city. Yeah. That's a cash grab in my opinion. Every that's year. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, that's yeah it's wrong. yearly too. Like, yeah, yeah but it drops. After your first year, it's not 400 anymore. I think it comes down to like 320 or something like that. Yeah, because they have pity for you because you're yeah. spending so much money. So, so was it a hard test? Was it a realistic test? Uh, it was a realistic test. I would say it was, it was fairly challenging. I, I, I studied for it. And, all minimum uh, code, right? Yeah, you need to know the code. If you don't know the code, then you shouldn't be a contractor. See, that's the conflict that I have because the thing is, in our heads, I'm sure you're the same, is that we build better than... Is it better? We build... uh, Above. Above minimum code. Right. But then when you're looking at forms and definitions, descriptions, and it's based on the minimum Minimum. code, so you kind of have to dumb yourself down to get to that point and go, wait a minute, they could trick us and give us a question answer that's actually... Our standard versus their standard. Well, but I think that's... I then think you're that's inc- in their eyes, you're incorrect. No, but I think it's important. Like, what is overkill if you don't know what minimum code is? So to know the minimum code, not everybody ha- knows it. And not a True. lot of people pay attention to it. I, you know, I, I respect you for doing it because you also get to be part of the building association. And for some people, they may not care, but it's a great avenue for a lot of business. There's a lot of so homeowners. So what's the benefit of being part of the building association? Thank you very much. That's all well, I need to know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, I'm sorry. No. That's all I need to know. It, it, it's it's a good valid point. Listen, there's he's, more people. He's not out worried there. about it because he there, had to work. There's more but. people out there that are trying to figure out, and this is a gripe of mine, right? There's more people out there trying to figure out ways how to get money from us trades. Majority of trades people out there are not okay, wealthy. But can I ask you this? They're not. So for you to take and come up, it happened to me recently. I literally went into a local diner in the area that I'm at, a one job site, and I had a woman come in and she started doing her sales pitch and then it was a building associated membership. Mm -hmm. And she started explaining to me what are the benefits and all this other shit. I tuned out the second she tried to sell me. But because I, there are no benefits. Okay. In my opinion, there are none. But uh, I, this is what I want to kind of compromise with you. And I think that you might agree, both of you. Uh, what if, you know. what if, and I'll just throw some names out there, but we won't talk about them. Uh, approved home, uh, improved contractor Bullshit. systems. Bullshit. You know, like there's so many different improve, uh, import, like you Bullshit. can hire or look for a contractor <laughs> through an app or a program. Bullshit. I would rather go to an association, a building association. At least I know uh, they I'll have a license. I'll even go as far as Brian Baumler's approved program is full of fucking shit. Well, I <laughs> won't go there and you have. <laughs> I will. I'll I don't you. give a fuck about them. No association has given me any jobs. Thank you very much. For free. I bet you you got more work from the skills that you presented and word of mouth from clients right. and from other tradespeople that were very impressed with your character, your personality, and your skill. Right. And 
you didn't have to pay into I, any I of that pay. other than be a gentleman and respectful of other people. Well, that's right. And, you know, I think there's something really important to say there. I do know people that have gone through improve uh, on. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. I was like, what's going on? <laughs> so I know people have gone through those programs looking for contractors, different, different ones. Clients, you mean. And they have had problems. And when they've called in to say, listen, this drywaller really sucked. And he did this, this, and that. He damaged this. He left the and dirt what here. Happened? He didn't even finish. And what happened? They, they put a full incident report on it. They call in. They send their emails. They put in their complaints. And nothing gets marked against that person. And if you go next week, the same drywaller that destroyed the house this week gets away with being the best drywaller we have. We're veering off our guests here sorry, because sorry, this sorry. is a whole other yeah, I podcast. think it's just important to talk about because a lot of people are getting away with this, right? Right. Sorry. Yeah. Including uh, bald people. So back oh, to my history. Wow. Uh, 2013, 2014, I got kind of tired of the building industry and I went back to university. Uh, this study. is after. What'd you study? Well, this is after my trip around Australia. We can talk about that too if you want. Oh, oh something to do with uh, kangaroos. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that out. Spent well, a lot of time on a motorcycle, figured out nice. that I wanted to give back. To so, the what bike? What bike? What bike? KLR 650. Nice. Okay. By yourself or you? Uh, me and two other people. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And that so must have been a trip. It was a trip of a lifetime nice. for wow. sure. I would recommend it to anyone who can get down there. Some road that. rash. Some little little road never rash. Never hit a kangaroo. I never hit a kangaroo. Hit a rabbit. Oh yeah. Killed it. Skinned it. Barbecue. Please tell me. <laughs> please tell me you got an opportunity to see two kangaroos boxing. Because I want to see that before I die. It's not. Yeah, it wasn't like no it's, uh, the cartoons. No, no, it's not like that. No. Okay. All right. At least I didn't witness that. Okay. So. All right. All right. Sorry. Moving on. Um, okay. <laughs> so I went back to university, and what I did is I is because I am a red seal, and this is something you need at least in Ontario to become a teacher. I went to, to teachers' college. Awesome. And so not only am I a red seal carpenter, I'm actually well, uh, a, a teacher, teacher as well, uh, like for high school. Yeah. So That's what amazing, made you want to do that? I want to get back to the trades. And so I noticed that uh, I was having a trouble. So I'm assuming that other people are also having trouble with finding skilled workers. So I went back there and I got my, my degree. And then immediately a job opening happened in Windsor to teach the same program that I went through wow. as a student. And so my life, my, my career has really come full circle. And then, so I was the teacher for these students. And so I've had 50 licensed apprentices because every one of my students, because I'm a red seal gets signed up. And so I was down in Kingsville building houses, that bringing, is wicked. bringing the students right onto the job That's site. We wicked. never went to a classroom except for two weeks of safety up front. And then we're on the job site. Everything happens on the job site. Hands-on That is so learning. cool, dude. That is absolutely amazing. Honestly. Yeah. That's on a whole um, new level. So I want to take it somewhere else right now. No, no, no hang on, on a the same topic. Hang on the same topic. So we got to do a little. Sec you got to hang on to this because there's a lot to talk about in this, right? And we'll try not to deviate to other bullshit. What are we doing now? It's building code talk with. So Manny. we are talking to Peter Lundy, 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 Peter. Yep. Phone number two eight nine eight eight seven three six five four. You still teaching? I'm not teaching right now. Got it. Yep. Sandpcontracting at gmail.com. Let's talk about building code. Mm, this should be very interesting, Lundy. Uh, <laughs> Lundy, you might know this. I don't know if Carlito will. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But can you guys Well, tell I just me, do want to say Manny probably just learned this. <laughs> I actually did. I knew half of this. 
Where is the only section in the home, according to the Ontario Building Code, you are allowed to put mirrored glass doors? The only place you can put mirrored glass doors? According to the OBC. There's only one place you can put it. On your closets. Where? Which closet? Your front closets. Correct. That's in the code. Wow. It has, so it's a mirror weird, door, man. sliding or folding wardrobe, and it has to be in the entrance to the closed closets and shall conform with the requirements of the CAN and all this and the, shit. And the glass in the mirror has to be tempered, laminated safety glass. Or taped. Flat, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, heat absorbent, insulated, all this. I thought... I wouldn't like, why is this in the code? I don't like, and I'm sure it gets changed right away. I'm sure lots of people put mirror ceilings, whatever. I don't know. All kinds of shit. So, oh yeah. I mean, How many hotels have I gone to when I was younger that had glass ceilings? Dun, dun, dun. Dum, dum, dum. So <laughs> I thought that was interesting. So that's actually obviously part nine, uh, dash or that's dot part six. nine. That's part of part nine. Yeah. Wow. And it's really funny. If you think about it now, if you were to walk into subdivision homes, there's always a mirrored sliding door right by the doorway. Well, the, and the only reason I knew that is because I do high-rise buildings all the time, and, and that's the only too. place. And it's the only place. Yeah. So well, it's part of the OBC. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting. That's wicked. So let's get back to our guests because we have a lot to dive into. Yeah. Lundy, so, so 289-887-3654, sandpcontracting at gmail.com. And that was Manny. <laughs> no, that was Building Code Talk. Building Code Talk. We'll see you in a half hour for Cardinal's Green Book Talk. Ooh. Um, so I did what before I got interrupted with the excellent information that he with provided. With our show format. <laughs> <laughs> I, I did want to say, I know you really well, and I know how passionate you are. I know how much you do give back. I mean, some of the stuff I'm pretending I don't know, and I already know most of these stories, but it just wouldn't be right if I didn't go along with it and let Manny enjoy your stories. It's amazing. Um, The one thing I always had a problem with is I felt that most teachers were either retired and didn't care anymore, or people were just becoming teachers and teaching a class they didn't want to teach, or they're teaching something, like they get a list of what their students should learn instead of learning what they should be learning. So can you share that kind of? So there is a, there is a, a guideline or a guidebook out there. I forget the name of the actual book, but anyways, that uh, you're, supposed to, you're supposed to follow along or make sure that your students know these particular uh, Criterias? Items. Criterias, yeah. But when you have a, a very unique course, like I was teaching, the criterias are very gray. And so what I would say is a lot of teachers teach to their strengths. Um, I'm a carpenter by trade. That's what I would be teaching would be my strength, right? Because of that, yeah, I guess that's where that goes. I would say that, yeah, so teachers teach to their strengths. How um, was that feeling of teaching, bringing in the next uh, generation? It, and It's amazing. It's, it's almost euphoric when you're able to communicate something that you've held on to for 20 years in the trades, and then all of a sudden... You get to share it. Yeah, you share that information with someone, and then all of a sudden, they're building the trusses. They're sheeting the walls. They're using the equipment to do, uh, we did all the, the layouts and the site surveys as well. Wow. Yeah. How many uh, women in the class versus men? Yeah. Is that the sad bit? That's a sad bit. So I would say I was in that for a year and a half and I had one, two, three. A year and, and a half, three women and uh, 47 men. And what did they end wow. up being? If you mind me asking, like what ended the business they end up in? So uh, some of them are landscapers. The nice thing about the apprenticeship programs is that you can take your hours from what I would give you or say you started in plumbing and you, they allow you to transfer those hours. But from high school, you can go in very 
various directions. You want to be a plumber, you want to be an auto mechanic. You can take those general hours. Pretty cool, yeah. Right. And a lot of trades cross over. Most trades, you need to know how to measure. Okay. You've got a micrometer in machining. Yeah. You, got a, you know, so there, that's measurement. Yeah. You've got a tape measure. Same thing. So where was I going from there, man? Teaching, teaching, kids, girls. Teach, oh, girls. Uh, so I still am in contact with one of my students, and that's what I, I, I feel there's a disconnect there. We need to be mentors as well. And so, and it's great for me too. I was just talking to one of my students, and he runs a landscaping business now. He owns four trucks, two excavators, owns. I'm wow. not talking, not loans, owns. Lo paid, not loans, owns. I like owns. that. He owns his own truck. He paid cash for them. That's something that I, my father taught me was when I buy a car, you pay cash for that. You have that money before you buy it. Yeah. I'm not saying that's the only way to do things. That's just the way I was taught. And so. But I that is that the right to my, way to do things. I taught that to my students as well. And so he's doing very well. He's down in Win Windsor, Essex, running a little uh, landscaping excavation company down there. And you asked about what the girls were doing. The one that I still am in contact with, she went to Mohawk College and she is becoming an architect. Wow. Good for her. Right. Nice. But at least she's got that construction experience. Right. To spring, the which I've always, I've always said that. I've always said that architects and vice versa, we should also be very well aware of drawings and, and how they do their job and what's encompassed in there. But they should do the same. Well, it, understanding how long it takes, how hard the job is, how much guard, like all those little things that people don't pay attention to. Like, that's amazing. What do you think that the education system is lacking? On my job site, safety. You think safety is wow. still an issue? Really? Yeah. I was just having this conversation today. So yeah. I thought, like, I definitely think safety is a lot better than what it was 25, 30 years ago. Yeah, you'd think so. But you still think that we have cowboys out there? Oh, yeah. Especially, there was a, there was a super big disconnect. Um, I inherited a program. It was eight years old. And uh, when I left, the program ended as well. And I That's would try. That's a shame. Yeah, it was a shame. When I was down there, I was, uh, I was trying to fix these issues that had been not right from the beginning, in my opinion. I don't really know. I wasn't there. And safety was a huge thing. Wow. Um, we had a visit from the Green Book. MOL. MOL one day. 20, <laughs> I like that. The Green Book. <laughs> tw 21 violations the first visit. Things like what? At the school. Like are we, At the school. Are we past hard hats and safety shoes here or uh, what? We had hard hats and safety shoes, but is a box of Band-Aids a first aid kit? No, of course not. Right. But it is. No, it's not. It's not. What's wrong with you? Do you need a fire stinger that, on your That's site? funny. Yes, you do. That's yeah. funny because you're supposed to have two first aid kits. One's supposed to be fully completed, and then the ones are back Replenish. Up. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, so fire stinger shirt, yes. Right. And it's supposed to be checked. Right. Yes. Uh, a valid fire extinguisher. Yes. That's right. Uh, so there were some small things like that. Then there were some other things. like Monthly, I, by the way. I had asked for some scaffolding so we could set the joists on the second floor because uh, we don't walk the walls. We stand on scaffolding to set the joists. And I was told, you're a carpenter. You can build them. I said, sure, no problem. Build I'll, the scaffold? I build the scaffolding. I built a triangle. and I This put, is what the mall representative said? No. He caught me with the wood scaffolding and he said, where is your engineer drawing for that scaffolding? Which I, makes sense. I, I said, I didn't have an engineer. I said, my boss told me to make the scaffolding because I'm a carpenter. I got you now. Right. So, okay. And so instead of providing me with an engineered, like a steel scaffolding, which would have been 
relatively inexpensive, 60 bucks a week for the frames I needed to have the kids safe, especially when you have 17 kids watching you set joists. But it is kind of cool building your own scaffolding. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. But they, they just didn't cross their T's and dot their I's. And so these are just some of the things that I was trying to fix. And I had sent emails and said, you know, I'll fix it on my own time. I, I need $1,500 to go buy a new fire extinguisher and get some first aid kits and, and simple stuff that we needed to, to make the job site So where safe. was the resistance? The resistance from the business owner? No. From school, school board. Wow. Mm -hmm. Or someone at the school board. But they're getting paid. They want more money, but they don't want to give their students safety. Right. And I mean, that's what I, safety is number one. If you're not going home at night with all your no, fingers and all your okay. toes. Before, no, yeah, I, I agree I, with you. I think I you're totally. leading to something very important. Is it the reason we don't have trades anymore in our schools because the teachers want more money? And they don't care about what the kids are going to learn and what they're going to do? I don't. I don't think so. It, it was, wasn't about the money for me. I mean, I mean. No, no. I know it wasn't for you, but overall, there, there's, it's, a, it's a team effort. Here's it's, the thing. I think the government is not taking our industry as serious as, that, as we do. There you go. I think we need more funding. I don't give a fuck about all these other places that funding goes. And just because we don't wear tuxedos I and know, go but suck, who suck those ro royal cock at certain events and we can't get the funding, we should get the funding. We need to get funding. We need to get yeah. more money into the construction yeah, industry. I, I do want to say something, and I'm interrupting again, but I do want to say it. The, tra <laughs> the trades saved me from going to jail. Right. I'm not even kidding you. I was a bad kid, and the only thing that kept me in school and kept me interested and kept me calm and, kept, uh, and controlled my ADD was machine shop, auto body, body shop. Those, those programs, they all kept me sane and gave me direction. How much money, Lundy, do you think the school needed to get what you were asking for? How much money are we talking I about? I only asked for $1,500, man. $1,500. Nothing. Peanuts. I mean, I would say also maybe they should have looked into their insurance policies as well because that was another issue with we were in a three-way relationship with a home builder, charity, and the school board. Uh, so the home builder basically just provided the lot and the materials. Are you okay to talk about this right now? Is this, yeah, this absolutely. As long as there's no con conflict of interest or anything, right? No, as long as I don't okay, talk good. about the terms of my settlement. Okay, great. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that answers the last question. <laughs> Uh, so basically they're burying you in paper bowl and right which i'm just trying to teach these students safely how to build houses sorry <laughs> so you're trying to teach them safely how to build houses right they're not allowing you to do this but they want to have the program right so why have the program if you're not going to be safe they decided in the end that it was easy and for them just to shut the program down and be, so be, technically speaking because of fifteen hundred dollars yeah Wow. Yeah. That's horrible, man. And then do you realize why I can't stand politicians? And, and you know what? We're trying to change the industry. We're trying to make it more inviting and appealing. Yes. And then we have a this. fight from the most important people, our politicians and our government, keeping us from educating and building this country to a better place. But yeah. didn't that also push you out of it? It did. Teaching. It did. And then so I haven't gone back to teaching. So that's since. actually why you So left. someone that is red sealed, someone that actually had an, a better opportunity for all these other kids to get better opportunities and you saw kids building businesses and growing and thriving in the industry, yeah. you got pushed out. Yeah. What did they say? Uh, wow. It's because he's one of the good guys. Uh, it bothered them. They, they told me, Manny, that I was incompetent. Yet I ha I'm the one with the piece of paper that says I'm a carpenter. And wait, I'm also a teacher. And wait, a year and a half ago, you hired me. So who's telling you this? That's what the school board told me 
when they it's because you weren't playing their ball dismissed me yeah i wasn't playing their ball they yeah. didn't they, they didn't. wanted you to listen they wanted you to be a yes man not a no man I'm, I'm, am I fair to assume that you're not making a whole lot of cake here teaching? No, you're a quarter the, of what the, I made in the, the art teacher at high school is probably making more money. I don't know. Well, I mean, teaching is like uh, years of experience in. But again, I'll tell you this. If you have a university degree, you make more money than, oh, the poor old guy who has a Red Seal carpentry degree. Why is that, Manny? I don't know. Isn't isn't a Red Seal just as in, as difficult as a university course? Probably harder. Probably even harder. Yeah. University course to me is a lot about memory work, Carl. It has nothing. To, there's not a lot of hands on. Thank you very much. Can you that's read what I was a book? To explain to you. Can so you read a book? Is that, memorize what's in the book yeah. and regurgitate it on a piece of paper for a professor? Yes. But if you build a house and you learn all your experience and you get all that stuff, you feel confident. Build a second one and build a third one and build a fourth one. Right. You're not regurgitating so, anything. So we just yeah. lost an amazing teacher. Sorry to hear that, dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's not his fault. No, I know, but here's a great here's a guy I that really wanted to give you, back man. for the right reasons. Wow. So sad. Is it rewarding talking to these guys and seeing how successful they are as your students now as adults? I love it. And so one thing I would change about how my program was was I would uh, and how the whole industry is is you guys and me as well, we're, we should be mentors. We should want to I agree to, with you. If someone 20 years old wants to get in the trade, hey, Manny, how do I, how do I get in the trade? You're going to... Answer, reply, tons. offer, come by the site, right. stop by, talk. And so I think that not only should uh, the apprenticeship program work the way it is, but then if possible at some point, well, you know, we have all different social media now. They can ask you questions. They can ask me questions. Yeah. They can ask Carlito yeah. questions. And we have so much knowledge in here, Manny, that we can give to everybody. To, and everyone gets better together. You get better, the students get better. So I think we should all get better together. And so students are asking, uh, or anyone really, but mostly, you know, you, you, I've had 50 apprentices, so those 50 apprentices can contact now they, me. They teach other people. Right. But then they get stuck and they ask us, hey, how do we get around this? How do we do this? We've done it. There's no mentorship in the apprenticeship? There is while you're apprenticing. No, but after the fact. There's no obligation. There's nothing. No, not, not that I know. Which of. is really funny because that's exactly what I embraced early on in the social media game of construction. I had no problem with people reaching out, bumping into me, asking me questions. Can I buy you a coffee? Can I get you a beer? Right. Uh, can we sit down for a half hour? Can I do all this other stuff? I had right. no problem doing any of that stuff. Right. And I agree with you that, that that is valuable to a person who's trying to figure out a course of action in life. Mm -hmm. And if you can somehow give them options possibly persuade them to consider construction, mm -hmm. we should all be doing that. I think that's hugely valuable. You know, there's other people like myself, and I'm, I don't have your university and your college. I would have loved to be a teacher, but I would never have that opportunity. And I have right. so much to give and teach to so many people going into this industry. And I just feel like it's the real school of hard knocks that is more important than some of the, the basic math. Like, I learned so much from you, Carlito. Thanks, we worked dude. together for years, man. All the little tricks. That's what you can't learn that from a book. You no. have to do it. Yeah, no, it's well said. I mean, I, I learned from guys that couldn't speak English and some of the things they taught me, I do today. Right. They couldn't read a book or write or spell. Construction is its own language. No, That's, I know, but... I can communicate with any... I Honestly, why? I bet you all, you everybody can do this. I can speak to somebody who doesn't speak English, but if they're in a, on, a, on a construction job site, I can speak to them. Mm -hmm. I'll totally be able but to But why is it that I can build your most important, biggest investment, which is your home, with no education, but I can't teach someone to do that? 
Because we're grunts, like you said, we're grunts. We're looked Blue upon. Collar. We, we're at the bottom. We're at the very, very bottom. It's starting to turn, but it's not. It's going to take a not, long, long time. It's not time. where it needs to be. No, I know. You, so what do you think's changed you over all these years to become the contractor you are now? Well, I've, ha- I've gone through a lot of things in my life. The safety issue, uh, my principal had told me, he said, just pick one thing and deal with that. Because there was a few issues at, at, uh, at my job as a teacher. And I said, okay, well, I'm picking safety. And that speaks close to my heart. I lost a brother when I was 26 years old in a construction accident. I'm not sure if you know the stats on this many, but we lose hundreds yeah, of fellow brothers in construction, totally preventable deaths every year why is that it should be zero it should be zero every year should be zero that's it should, terrible it should be zero so i lost my brother he was uh, 23 years old uh someone forgot to fasten a uh, piece of plywood down he was working on a on a pumping station commercial build he was cleaning up at the end of the day about 4 30 the piece of plywood slipped off he fell 50 feet never woke up i'm sorry right. to hear that dude again ask yeah. me this manny is that company still in business of course they are yeah right yeah that's terrible and yeah ask ask him ask me what a life is worth there is no number well i'll tell you they gave me fifty thousand dollars for my brother's are you kidding me yeah that was what the that's almost like an insult yeah how did someone sit there and go that's the number on the insurance policy here forget about the problem move on yeah fifty thousand you basically have just torn a whole family apart Forever. For like forever, yeah. Yeah. Imagine my mother and my father never getting to see that. We say yeah. goodbye, go to work, never see their son again. And wow. and uh, uh, I mean, and you're right. Safety is that important. It could be as something as stupid as walking along and just not. The last guy never respected the next guy. He was too much in a rush to leave, and he didn't prep the. You know, and we talk about this all the time. You you gotta you gotta care about everything you do. You know, and, and you never know, you could be walking like I, you and me were on a project and a piece of plywood fell out of someone's hand from the third story and landed on someone's neck and almost paralyzed them. He wasn't meaning to do that, but he was trying to make a shortcut by taking the plywood down and he lost his grip and someone was coming through the door and almost got killed. You just got to be careful, but it's a great, you know what? I'm, I'm happy that you're bringing that up because I think everybody, everybody needs to understand that wearing a helmet, being safe, keeping an eye on each other. And one thing I really love that you said, and I know it was your brother that that passed, but we all are brothers in this industry, right? We're all soldiers together trying to, you know, make our money, go home safe and make it home. And we all need to respect each other. Every trade needs to respect each other. And I think that's one of the biggest lacks that we have here. And, and I'm hoping that, you know, your story actually, you know, hits people at home to understand how important these little things are for everybody. Mm-hmm. Where are you now with uh, construction in BC and why BC? The snow. <laughs> The thing that everyone hates here. A, a place to go. A place to go. Huh? I, I love the snow. And so where I live is, is called the Okanagan. And it has the best snow in Canada, in my opinion. The best snow in Canada. And so I'm there for the winter. I love to ski, snowmobile, snowshoe, cross-country ski. Uh, the powder there <laughs> is like 
a million pillows got opened up and you're skiing down it. Uh, I, 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 I got interrupted a personal story here. What? So uh, Lundy, Lundy uh, has always been also a ski instructor on his own time. He, it was never about money. Lundy's always been good with his money. He saves and invests it properly. There's probably too much information for everyone. But anyways, <laughs> he does a lot of things out of the heart. So he does like, you know, he'll do like, what is it when you guys wear the Red Cross on, on the hill? Not the paramedics, but you guys are... Ski patrol. Ski patrol. Anyway, so I go snowboarding with... And these guys are all skiing, and I'm the only guy on a snowboard. I had wiped out on this ice hill about seven times, and Lundy walked up to me one time, and he goes, stay down. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going pretty good with the skiers, boy. <laughs> he goes, stay down. I go, no way, man. I'm doing it. We did it. We stayed up all night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I understand how much she loves snow. So honestly, how hard is it? I've been to BC a few times. Mm-hmm. How hard is it to get the material out there? What do you mean to get the material? Like the, the material is already there, man. You know, you're in islands. You're up no, north. No, we're not talking about Vancouver Island. Here. Oh, there's no. I'm in the interior. The, the materials okay. are, are fairly easy to come by. I mean, obviously, there's long, long distance issues if you're in the back country or if you have to go down a logging road for four hours, but or take a barge there's lots of water access even where i am there's still water access so you got to get a truck to the barge load the barge take the barge over unload the barge it can be a bit of a pain but 80 percent of what we do is moving materials around guys it's true wow so if you can do that efficiently you can be a successful contractor yeah you're wow! Really good business. All I thought was Reno Run there. <laughs> <laughs> they're not out there yet. No, they're not. Uh, Are they I out there? I don't think they're so. I don't know. So. You gotta yeah. ask Lundy. I don't think so. I I, I listened to that podcast with Reno Run, and I was yeah. like, oh man, that makes sense. Air call. I need material. I, I, I just placed two orders today, man. Awesome. I just teased them. I was like, listen, you're gonna kill me. I need one sheet of moisture drywall on one job site, and I need all this wood on the other side. They brought the one sheet. That's wicked, dude. <laughs> I'm um, just saying. I do want to ask you, you and me have worked with some of the craziest products. Manny works with some of the craziest products. Yeah. So you know your stuff. You're not just a regular contractor. I mean, yeah. I really have a lot of respect for you. I know you. I know what you're capable of doing. You and me have done like nine different pitches on roofs. We've done some pretty crazy stuff together. How is the material different from here to there? Because whenever I think BC, I always think I want to bring Douglas fur over to here, uh, oversized uh, soffits. Like, what's what's different from this construction to that construction over there? And so you're going to see a lot more wood construction, timber framing, yeah. log cabins. It's it's far more accessible out there because we still have all of that. Right? Yeah. And it doesn't have to come 4,000 kilometers, 5,000 kilometers across on a truck to get here. You just chop a tree down? <laughs> no, it's not like that. Yeah, I mean, some people would do that. <laughs> if you're way in the interior. <laughs> if you're not in Stanley Park, okay? Not in Stanley Park, no. It, uh, if, be- if, if you own your own land, you can harvest your lumber and you can mill it and build a log cabin. You could, If you had the correct engineer, you could... Make it into two by sixes and build a house. I learned something today because I had uh, an engineer on site. He discovered that the two by eight joists were 18 inch on center. Okay. And so they were rough cut lumber. Yeah. So they were true two. No, inch and three quarters. So an inch and three quarter rough cut lumber joist is a lot stronger than a dimensional or a, or a true two inch one. It's mm-hmm. stronger so that you can put it at 18 inch on center instead of 16. So that just changes the drywalling then? 
Well, this Anything is the floor over joist. 16, this is the floor you have to go five eighths, right? Floor joists, and they had the wood planks. Mm-hmm. So they had the one by five, mm-hmm. one by six wood planks mm-hmm. on a diagonal. Well, how about underneath, though? That's it. Oh, okay. That's it. All right. So, I mean, I was like, that's pretty interesting. I've never seen a house with 18 inch on center. The older wood or the, the Douglas firs. Um, they're stronger. They're stronger. That's all it is. Yeah. It's time for Ooh. Carlito's Green Book Talk. Do you, me- do you remember this game? Just say 550. 550. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first offense. We're almost on our second offense. You keep teasing us with that. I, I know. It's part of the fun. This is kind of like Price is Right. You figure it out. But this is about safety. These are things that people need to hear and know. Some of them don't relate to everybody. But it doesn't matter. Because one, the most important thing that me and Manny see is as long as we affect one person and change their lives in one way, and it doesn't matter who it is, we're looking for that one person to affect. So this could affect one person. I chose employers failing to ensure that qualified workers, operators of a rotary functional drill rig. If you don't have a qualified rig runner, which is close to BC, I guess there's a lot of geothermal, whatever it may be. Uh, you don't have a qualified guy and you just throw a lumberjack on there. What mm-hmm. do you think the first offense would be? Mm, slap on the wrist. <laughs> 550. Ah, he's a winner. <laughs> and by the way, just funny to say that you were a lumberjack. Oh, I was. Weren't you? Weren't you a tree arborist for a long time? My brother was. I thought you went to BC and chopped trees down. Yeah, just with my buddy Nige. Oh. <laughs> he's the lumberjack. I just drag the branches. I miss him. I haven't seen him in a long time. <laughs> we are talking to Lundy at 289-887-3654, Sandpeak Contracting at gmail.com. And that was 550. Uh, <laughs> green book that talk. Green book Never talk. disappoints. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we going to go now? Our last segment, our last well, half hour I, talk. I think it's really exciting. Me and Lundy, Lundy's rebuilding a new home right now for himself. He's building a, a, a triplex, mm-hmm. uh, one of his investments out there. Here? Or in no? BC. In BC. Yeah. We were talking and uh, we were bouncing uh, ideas back and forth. Me and, me and Lundy talk still, you know, every two weeks or so, every mm. month, as much as we can. You call him and he answers or you email him and he replies? Normally, I usually send, send a text, call me when you have a sec. That's the best way to get a hard hold of him. Yeah. And, and then, then I call him when I have a sack. Hey, call him when I have a sack. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. Um, I'm making a note. Yeah, make a note. <laughs> and for all those customers also. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we were talking about his home and, and I've been trying to like, he already knows all these things, but I think he needs another somebody to kind of maybe inspire him or drive him sometimes. And we bicker back and forth like a lawyer and a customer he's on a new venture right now he's actually getting into icf that's right and you're so, doing icf yeah so me and carlita were talking about uh, how i'm going to do my build and uh, uh hold on let's back this up a bit we'll get back to the icf in one second uh my house burned down <laughs> that's why i'm building it again from a bad contractor dun, not yours dun, dun. Uh, <laughs> so i have a uh now a cleared lot i'm looking to build a new house uh, a triplex, actually. The neighbor's house caught on fire, and then my house caught on fire. They were making meth next door. Wow. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> this, this story just gets bigger and bigger. <laughs> he doesn't know the next-door neighbor. <laughs> Never tried it. And, me- yeah. and meth labs are hidden very well, they? are they? hidden very well. Because hey, we didn't know it was in the there. bush. Yeah. And so I basically have a, a clean slate. Insurance is paying for my new build. But they don't tell you how to rebuild your house. They just say, rebuild it to a triplex, right? 
as long as I build a triplex, I can build it any, well, I would have to meet code minimum. Yeah, right? you still got to go through the building process. Yeah, yeah. Like I have building. to go through the building process, okay. have to get permits. Unfortunately, the they also removed my foundation, so now I have to go through three different variances. Why did they remove the foundation? It got damaged? Yeah. Pressure cracks? You know, the insurance industry, oh, that's a whole other story, but the insurance industry is very... Um, Corrupt? It's very <laughs> corrupt, but... So instead of, uh, my house was still standing. It was uh, block walls with a flat roof on top. The roof was framed out of wood. And so the fire jumped sparks on the top and burnt my house from the top down. So my walls were still up. My foundation was still there. But what they used to do is they used to pour asbestos little popcorn into the walls of the block for insulation. Got it. And so they deemed everything asbestos. And so rather than clean that, Demolish. Demolish. Get rid of, we have a very wasteful industry, labor, and it's because labor rates are high. It would have cost them more money or someone told them that it would cost more money. Their assessment, go the cheap Demolish. Route. Yeah. Now I have to basically develop that lot like it's brand new, which means I have to abide by all the new policies of the building code of on a highway. So like not the 401, but I'm on, a, it's called 97. So there's highway uh, variants. And then I'm also in the Okanagan Falls town center plan, which is another layer to deal with. And so all of the environmental sort of, I guess it's, it's, they want the new town. So as properties redevelop to look a certain way. And so you have to abide by their rules. Like heritage rules kind of Kind thing? of like heritage rules. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's wow. so uh, okay. weird. And obviously you're, older home didn't look like anything that they're asking for. Well, what it couldn't be that old because close. it was a triplex. It was built in 1972. Okay, it's old. I'm old. I'm curious. So <laughs> what's the new home supposed to look like? Uh, just different finishes. So uh, for instance, uh, no vinyl siding. What? Okay. Why? No, no vinyl siding. Why? That's what I... But wood siding is fine. I don't fine. know why. Slate siding is... Yeah. No yeah. vinyl. No vinyl siding. They want me to raise my grade two feet. So oh, that... I hate that. Yeah. That's the bylaw. They would like... So you're going to have like four or five steps coming into your house. Yeah. Well, you can you can grade your property a little bit in the front, do landscaping, but I can landscape it for yeah. sure. But two feet, yeah, I, I hate that look. Uh, okay, I can't remember. There's there's a whole list of other things, but those are some of the ones that uh, that will need to be dealt. So you're with going sure. through this right now. I'm going through all this right now, and so me and Carlito are talking, and uh, my baby mama Lucia, shout out, ding yeah, ding. Lucia, and, <laughs> and uh, my 17 month old Stevie. Stevie. Uh, we want them to be safe. And so what's safer in terms of burning than concrete? Yeah. Hard to get that with any other material. Yeah. And so we're talking, me and Carlito, and he's like, you got to look at Integraspec. And so I'm looking at the ICF forms. Not only do they do walls, they're now doing floors and roofs. Pitched, That's what he mentioned. Pitched or flat. Really? Yeah. In full ICF Full ICF. So and what is so, it, an eight-inch roof or something, or is it? I, but that's a completely sealed, one hundred percent thermal broken house. Thermal broken house. Plus, it's concrete, so your your burn rating. I mean, they say that it's that it's good for a few hours. A few hours, Manny. You can be inside your house during a fire. No, for hang a on. Few I'm gonna hours. watch the rest of this uh, <laughs> uh, Breaking Bad episode. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've been talking with. Uh, one of Integraspec's uh, head consultants, uh, he's out in California where they've had fires come through three times and destroy the homes out there. And so a lot of people are choosing to build I with Integraspec because it's concrete and 
they're millennial houses. It doesn't matter if a fire comes through. They're wind tested to 280 miles an hour. Wow. It's not, the house is not coming down. So how does it work with, well, I mean, ICF, you have the, the foam on the outside. Wouldn't that be combustible? The foam is, uh, has a fire retarder in it. And so, so it doesn't even act. It, really? does, it doesn't even react. But also inside the home, they say that, uh, and this is kind of the contradicting part. When you think about spray foam being conduct, like it can catch on fire and burn. The more, the more important part is that you're, and people, some people don't like this. There's not a lot of air movement in a, in a home like that, mm-hmm. but it also prevents there would the be, fire from burning because there's less movement inside the do home. Do you not have HRVs out in BC? Yeah, absolutely. So that's yeah. your air movement. Yeah. No, I know. But what I'm saying is it's so dense in a home like that, that uh, they've proven that more houses that were built out of ICF have less chance of really the fire spreading. Air just stays stagnant almost, right? Yeah. So that's going to be an interesting build. Yeah. Yeah. Once I get through all the red tape and the layers. <laughs> well, but you were saying it, it would be interesting to just build a, a Lego house. A Lego house. That's, yeah. That's basically ICF. Yeah. That's basically ICF. That's right. There are those guys. What was that? All over social media. They had those blocks of plywood on the outside and foam on the inside. They just interlock with each other. Yeah. I, it's been circling around on Instagram. Well, the stuff that you were talking about with Jesse, what's it called again? That's Gutech. Yeah, but that's Sips? that's six inch, six inch TNG, uh, two by two foot by four foot panels that get mounted to the exterior sheathing, and then your one by four, uh, like a siding strap that's drilled with a ten inch bolt. Wow! To catch the two by six interior framing wall. Wow! That's plywooded. That's plywooded. Yeah. So that's three quarter or five eighths. Three quarter. Not so, always be, but ply. Ply. Is it fire rated? It's. No. Okay. And then it's taped. All the joints are taped. Yeah. That's a pretty good idea, I think, yeah. in my opinion. Non-combustible, too, that Gutech stuff. Right. It won't catch on fire, and it's 95% wood fiber. Wow. Another, the Germans. Yeah. And, and another really cool thing is that Lundy said something that was really important, is that everybody's been building the traditional same old way. It's time same to evolve, problems, man. Same problems. Same same complicated details. He's doing something fresh and new. It's refreshing. Absolutely. There's nothing better than getting your money back. Like for what, like you said it well, your framing, your studs, your insulation are all done. One shot. Six steps in one process, Manny. So you're eliminating. That's very cool. Yeah. You put that Lego block up, you fill it with concrete and you've done six steps. Exterior sheeting, thermal break, uh, I like the roof and idea. R value, and the floors. what is it? R50 for the walls. So the sound quality of your interior, like your first floor or second floor, and that's you're not going to hear anybody below. I'm building a triplex. Yeah, and you it's won't stacked. Yeah, you won't hear anything at all. Nothing. You so, won't hear. You won't hear the new meth lab. No, I won't. Hear the new, <laughs> yeah, I won't hear the new meth. I, lab. I told him. I said, buy the property next door. It's already burned down. <laughs> Build another triplex. <laughs> but the really cool thing is, and I, I want to share the story if you're okay with it. Yeah. Um, instead of him giving it to somebody he doesn't trust, he doesn't know a lot of people out there that he can trust, and he has a a, a licensed, you know, insured business. He's taking the time instead of working for his customers to build his own home That's right, and he'll right. know everything I about think, it. I think yeah. every contractor wants to do that at some right. point. So because I have uh, my licensed builders and I also have uh, a federally uh, company, Canada Incorporated, I was able to bid on my insurance job. As a homeowner, uh, if your house burns down, you can take a settlement, but the insurance company 
You know what they're going to do? They're going to take 30% and put it in their pockets. It's a percent. That's exactly what I was just saying. Right. Which is uh, stupid. Why? It's a fine print. In yeah. the you pay for it, policy. but they take 30%. Right. Yeah. So if you're a homeowner, but because I'm a contractor, my contracting company bid on the job. And because it's a federally incorporated company, it has nothing to do with my personal life. That's a totally separate yeah, entity. That's right. And so I'm able to take 100% of what that house costs okay. and put it into my, my company and then build that house. So I'm happy about that for sure. So how long do you think all the paperwork's going to take? Have they given you any kind of, I, I guess, with the whole COVID bullshit going on? I, I would say that it's going to take me six months to get through the paperwork, Manny. Oh, shit. Eh? Yeah. But in the meantime, you're, you are building ICF homes out in B.C., so anyone anyone listening out in BC, give Lundy a call. Yeah, uh, give me he's a call. building. Well, he's do, building the I, new BC home. It's funny that I I like BC homes, and I I know that there's a lot of wood kind of structures, and but Absolutely. also BC has embraced I think contemporary homes a lot better. I think they built them better, in my opinion, than Toronto. I think Toronto is not really the mecca for contemporary style homes. I think mm. BC is. Mm-hmm. That's just my thought. So, can I? Get off topic, but stay on topic? No, because we're going to do the 10 questions now. Oh, it's only 10 now. No, 12. Sorry, 12 questions. <laughs> so it's time All right, for that. let's go. This should be good. You're not going to do 12 <laughs> questions. I'm waiting for the monkey question. <laughs> uh, you know what? We had such a good time on the last one. Monkey. <laughs> we, we had a, such a good time on the last 12 questions. I've, I've been laughing the whole time. <laughs> I forgot the monkey with the banana. Yeah. Oh, hey, let's keep that for private. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Lundy, what is your favorite construction word? Nailed it. <laughs> what is your least favorite construction word? Can you move that? Uh, six inches. Move that wall six inches. It's supposed to be one word. Sorry. <laughs> we get it, though. I, I, I'm totally on your side. It's an acronym. It's an acronym. That's what it is. What turns you on in construction? What turns me on? Studs. Wow. <laughs> what turns you off in construction? Mm. Fires. Fires, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was me saying that. <laughs> People who aren't doing it right. True. Yeah. What is your favorite curse word in a phrase or sentence or whatever? Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite vehicle? Car, bike, boat, whatever, oh, plane. His uh, was a space shuttle. My favorite vehicle. <laughs> Snowmobile. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was going to be skis for sure. <laughs> I would really call that a vehicle. Yeah, you ever see this guy ski 100 miles an hour There's down no a hill? mortar on those. <laughs> what is your least favorite vehicle? Probably something that's too small for me to fit in. I don't even know. Um, Austin Mini? (laughs) (laughs) You remember we used to go-kart and paintball, eh? With Craig, remember that? (laughs) You would paintball? Craig Lowe Lowe and me, we'd go uh, go go-karting all the time, and he ended up sticking paintball guns on No way, like the Batmobile or something? And he'd try to shoot you while you're driving. So we'd be driving through, like, ditches and streets. (laughs) 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 Oh, I miss him, man. He was wicked. (laughs) Uh, Wait, do we have something here? What's the... What was it? What was the last question? Oh, what is least, least, favorite, least vehicle? favorite vehicle? The bus. Yeah, that wow. Thing's ugly, man. Yeah. That thing's ugly. That's a really good point. Yeah. What construction sound or noise do you love? Silence at the end of the day. No I'm, noise. I'm on, I'm on that. Yeah. Thing, seriously. The yeah. calm after the storm. <laughs> what construction sound or noise do you hate? Like a chalkboard, something, something on a chalkboard, making steel on a table. 
that chalk chalky sound saw blade against metal or yeah something. saw blade against metal yeah uh what profession other than your own would you like to attempt i would have been a doctor if i had the patience man what really <laughs> 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 yeah i know what kind of doctor you'd be <laughs> turning cough mm, uh, what profession would you not like to do oh what profession would I not like to do? Or you haven't done yet. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I know, huh? Man. How many pages is your CV? I would say <laughs> I would say something that's inside an office. I don't like yeah, office I work. I know. Those cubicles. No, that, thank you. That stale air. That, yeah. yeah. No windows opening. I know. And if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Ah, your brother's right over there. Oh, that's wicked, man. <laughs> that's wicked, man. Right on, dude. That's wicked. That was, uh, that was cool. We're not done yet. We're talking to Lundy. We got a few minutes here. Yeah. 289-887-3654 uh, to reach him. Sandpcontracting at gmail.com. And what do you want to wrap up the show? Well, I, I think I think that we have a teacher on board here. And I think it's... Yeah. I mean, as much as we, we like to, to help people and teach our our workers or our trades better ways of doing things or different ways of doing things. Lundy, what's the most important thing you could say to a student getting into construction and, and, and kind of a direction for them? Don't be afraid to ask questions. Mm -hmm. I often use the frame. There's no such thing as a stupid question. It's true. And then I also bring this analogy. So if I'm in a, if I'm in a classroom with say 20 students and I have at least three of them are probably thinking somewhat along the same thing. So don't be afraid to ask that question because your partner next to you might be thinking the same thing. The guy across the room might be thinking the same thing. And so if you don't ask, I, there's no learning opportunity. I can't explain that to you. So don't be afraid to ask. I think that would be. What can somebody go away with listening to you to run their own business? What do you think like the, to become a successful contractor like yourself? You're a GC, a contractor, a renovator. You're pretty much all of it mixed in one. What, what makes you successful or what made you successful that you could share i took the step and that is the hardest part and that's what i preach to my students they're all like oh we're 18 we can't run a landscaping business not true absolutely you can you probably could have been running it for three years already you yeah. know what you're doing you can push a lawnmower weed whack collect some money why boom, not be that 18 business. year old that has a successful business why i not? have one student who i said if you do anything buy a house right now when he was 18 years old, I think, yeah, he was 18 years old. He bought a house. He now has a fully renovated house, probably worth $400,000. He's 20 years old. What? Laughing. I told him to buy a house. What did you tell me? Buy houses, buy triplexes. Wow. So I pass that on to my students. Wow. Right? Should have listened to myself. You should have. You <laughs> should have listened to myself. Yes, I am, but mine's taking too long to build. Uh, <laughs> what, what are some of the things that the uh, trades are doing wrong? Oh, well, the free estimates. We already know about that. Yeah. Trying to undercut each other. We, why can't we all just work together? There's to, lots of work out there. There's lots of work out there. Why can't we just work together? How um, do you feel about the cash market? You know, I've been there. It's confusing. There's no means to collect afterwards unless you want to send Carlito's buddies there to collect. Which hey, 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 that's for another podcast. <laughs> I, I, which I don't feel comfortable doing. I need to be able to sleep at night. But as a homeowner, there's also the issue of you can't call anybody if anything happens. That's right. There's no warranty. There's no they're, accountability. They're, they're gone. They're right? gone, right? You know, at some legal point, cash is still legal to do business with. You it's, can do business It's with. about claiming your cash. 
Right. There's a fine line. I know, like you're saying cash, not claiming, but you can do cash jobs. Absolutely. You just have to claim. That's right. Yeah, but the number one reason why clients are choosing to do cash is because they don't want to pay the 13% That's tax. right. That's it. That's right. Or so the WSIB of 13%. That's $13,000, right? Yeah. Same with that as well, too. So that's 26% right off the bat. So like when I go price a job, they get WSIB, they get insurance, and they get uh, HST, and they say... No, thanks. Mm -hmm. And like you were talking earlier at the beginning of the show, you said you don't want to do free estimates because they don't realize that me driving to the site, spending an hour driving there, mm -hmm. waiting for them, talking to them for four hours, driving back and then putting a quote together, that's already five, six hours. And that's, we can never get that time back in our life. And like right. you said, family and so on. So what are clients doing wrong? Asking people to work for free. Yeah, they always wow. get you to do, since you're already here, I was wondering, mm -hmm. maybe I just had this conversation with a potential client and I'm bidding on one thing, but she was like saying, I kind of want to pick your brain on other things around the house that if, since you're already here, I mm -hmm. heard that. And mm -hmm. I was like, mm, I'm losing interest and I might swipe left now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I hear you. It's true. They shouldn't be doing that because you, uh, do you do that to your lawyer? Do you do that to your dentist? Do you, you do, do that, that to your doctor? Do you don't, you don't, right? Or do they want to work for free? I know. How many homeowners go to work and not collect a paycheck? I know, eh? How many homeowners get stiffed by their bosses? Unless there are trades, but like if you're working for an institution, you're getting paid. Well, that check funny, is coming. I, that you can even go further. How many homeowners get packaged out? Have you ever heard of a contractor get packaged out? Never heard that. What Never. is that? Tell me. Honestly. Whenever you're in an office environment job and you're working for a big corporation, and you decide, well, I've had enough of this, but I'm not going to really bark or yell or do it, no, anything. Uh, we're going to give you a package. Severance. Here's, here's your severance. Oh, so we're going to give yeah. you two years severance. salary. You're not going to work a day and get two years. Uh, like, uh, uh, tell me a contractor gets that. No, we don't it, even get paid for Christmas. It doesn't exist. No. I want to go on two weeks vacation. I better save. It doesn't exist, That's right? right? Yeah. So we should just be building this industry to make it as big as any other industry. That's right. And it actually has the potential because we are smart individuals. Band, it's, we all have, you're right. A, a lot of it has had to do that. It's the competitive bullshit. That's all it is, right? Guys just, well, I don't like him. I don't like him. I don't like him. So we won't be in the same circle. Mm -hmm. You're wrong. You're actually shooting yourself in the foot by doing that. That's right. We're all in the construction industry for a reason. We should all be rallying behind each well, other. Well, we're, we're in this business to make some money. I mean... I don't, yes I don't, no. I don't want to, I don't want to listen. It's what it is. I didn't get in this business to work for free. I didn't get in this business to, to work 16 hours a day and do freebies. I'll we make this easy. I, I think there's a squabble and I'm waiting for a gunfire. I think happen. someone's <laughs> taking someone's rim <laughs> outside because we got the door open. But I guess Lundy, let me ask you, I don't want to uh, dig into Carlito too much here. Dun, dun, dun. Oh. No. But one word, can you use one word to describe TV rental shows? From the past oh, no. and today. So one word for each. The ones in the past were real. And the ones now, most of them are fake. I, I totally agree. <laughs> I totally agree. I, I'm actually... Real, fake. Real I'll, fake. I'll tell you the truth. I've tried to watch TV a few times and I'm disappointed with what's out. I just walk away. I just don't find any interest. There's, you know, everyone's properly spoken... You know, they're got the, they got the product in their hand. They're like, and my new shiny bottle. And I'm like, who gives a fuck about that bottle? I want to see construction, man. That's why I'm watching. I do know there's a lot okay, of actors fine. So, now so in Lundy, television. So. Um, a 500-word essay about the shows in the past. <laughs> oh, man. 
<laughs> Don't do no, it. No, 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 no. No, I think we're all on the same page. I agree with you. Like back then when it started, it had a message. It had a message. It, it actually attracted a lot of people into the industry. Today, I don't know if it's attracting the generation to get into the industry. It's a show. It's a shit show. Yeah. That's it's what a I, shit I'm sorry. Show. It's a shit show. It was a show then. It's a shit show today. Yeah. I agree with you guys. So we all agree. Even Carlito, you agree. Yeah. So so what do you where do you get your ideas now from? Where like, do I get you know, my ideas from? At one time we, we you know, we surfed or we watched TV, we you know, went to home shows. What do you do? Pinstrip? Like Instagram? What do you do? I like, like Pinstrip. Pinstrip, yeah. Pin no. <laughs> I'm a I'm a pinner. Yeah. Are you? Pinterest, yeah. Pinterest. Yeah. And what else? But but and, hang on a sec. Who told you about Pinterest? Oh. Wasn't a guy. No, probably a female. Exactly. Yeah. And you find that you get some good ideas from that. Yeah. Yeah. And I watch uh, I watch YouTube too. I, I, and there's a lot of good. Uh, there's some scary stuff on YouTube. Yeah. And so. Conspiracy a, again. There's a, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of great contractors yeah. out there putting yeah. real. So how come you're not on social media then? You just don't want to deal with it. Time. It's consuming time. No, but you've become a different man now. You're you're a real family man. You used to be a workaholic. Yeah. You're working 16, 18 hours a day. Yeah. All over the city, all over Hamilton. What do you think next to having your daughter? Mm -hmm. What's really changed you to enjoy life and and all the important things that you don't realize that money can't do? What's really changed me? I I'm yeah. like, cause you've changed a lot. Yeah. And you're still making the same amount of money. You're still now you're enjoying life. Like Manny always keeps saying, you know, listen, dude, start at seven in the morning, finish at four. Yeah. If you don't get it done, you're doing something wrong. Figure it out. Yeah. I and, and <laughs> no, you do. I I, every, every, every time I work for you or work with you. No, no, I your kick jobs, you out, man. There's no reason to stay there. Yeah. But bye bye. Go home. Have a but life. That's your 40 hour weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody has a life where you and me, Lundy, we would be working crazy hours. We'd be working during the day, working at night. Now you're like, every time I talk to you, you're like, oh, I just finished skiing. I went for a hike. So uh, I, I'm I, looking at some bald eagles. <laughs> I kind of went from being a workaholic to being not working at all. And now I've come back to uh, a happy medium, which I found out in the wild, wild west. And so... A I'm, lifeaholic. A lifeaholic, right? Yeah. I think that a lot of people uh, in construction and any industry work to live. Or li sorry. They live to work. Let's yeah. work to live. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. before I, I was, I was, I was working to live and now I, oh no, sorry. I lived to work before now. <laughs> I, oh. No, we totally know what you're talking about. <laughs> I think everybody like what you did needs to travel outside of this country. Cause this country is to live to work country too much. It's yeah. way too much. And that's not what life's supposed to be. No. Pay attention. Like well, take a break. And I mean, I, and I was I was planning to do so I worked all day and mm -hmm. then I was going to go to someone else's house to help them out at night and my wife said hey it's date night hey man and you know what honestly I forget how important those things are and how rewarding they are and how relaxing and how much better the next day at work is when you give yourself some time for yourself and for the people that enjoy you. I wasn't sure if this was like a Lundy podcast or a therapy Carlito podcast. It's date night. Am I coming on the date? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you will be tonight. You come to my place tonight. <laughs> my, my wife loves him. <laughs> okay. And his wife. <laughs> Peter, thank you so much, man. Thank you. Pleasure meeting you, man. 
honestly uh, like awesomeness he told me a little bit about you but i leaps and bounds higher than what i actually well think you about, you, you are you are bringing one of the guys that's teaching him integrospec yeah we're talking about getting him on the show i think adam. Uh, in, yeah adam powell in about mm-hmm. two weeks so he's weeks. coming on here perfect so we're gonna then, dive deep into it yeah and then we're gonna have nick from integrospec come from california he's, he's the guru yeah we're just waiting from the to land in ontario so when yeah. i meet him it'd be namaste uh, the guru of, of Integrospec. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> Namaste. Namaste, Integrospec. Wow. You, I'm pretty impressed with you, Manny. What? <laughs> I don't want to say what I read today, but oh. I actually learned the meaning of Namaste. It wasn't what I thought it was. So we'll leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Lundy, thank you very much, man. Uh, really appreciate you being on the show. Thank you. Blast. So to get a hold of them, 289-887-3654 or sandpcontracting at gmail.com. You should set up a social and let's watch you build your home. Okay. Back up. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be a cool, wicked man. YouTube project. I'd be, I'd be tuning in, man. Seriously. All right. I'd totally be tuning in and checking wow, it out. Wow, that's a brilliant idea, man. I'd love to see that. Yeah. That- Don't put the grade up. Don't put the grade up. <laughs> Fight it. More rebar. More Down. rebar. <laughs> Get us out of here, Carlito. Thanks again, Peter. Lundy. Honestly, what a great show, man. Thank you to everyone listening and everybody hating us. Hey, we love you still. <laughs> hating Manny. <laughs> Get us out of here, man. Oh, T- don't forget. Oh, uh, sorry. Don't forget to follow and hire the Construction Life Reynolds. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 416 TO. And don't forget Lundy and BC. <laughs> <laughs> out of here. <laughs> <laughs>